Manx Radio's Update with Paul Moran. Faster Mike, good evening, it's half past five and this is update for Wednesday the 1st of February from Manx Radio. A 30 minute look at the latest news on the Isle of Man plus background to the news, the sport, business, sea watch, travel updates plus the newsmakers in person tonight. Do students need school uniform? Patients made to stay in emergency department due to limited bed space on inpatient wards. Manxka says it's working on it. Braddon's new leisure facility is progressing. Powerlifting goes from strength to strength on the island. Manxka working to secure GP services for Balasala residents. And more than 40% of calls to three island surgeries go unanswered. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. Now at the time at 5.31, let's get the latest headlines with Lewis Foster. Fastamai Lewis. Fastamai. Manx Care says Noble's Hospital had to care for patients in the emergency department overnight due to a lack of admission capacity. The healthcare body says the hospital is operating at Opal 4, the most severe rating. Police say they have no grounds to believe that a man who allegedly approached a child in Ramsey at the weekend is a threat to children. They've issued an update after Manx Radio highlighted the concerns of the boy's mother, who told us how her son was invited to get in a car. The constabulary say the individual is known to them. And it said a leisure centre currently being built in Braddon should be completed in August, eight months later than hoped. Construction began in June 2021 and it was due to be complete by December 2022. In the international news, around 100,000 teachers are on picket lines and at rallies and demonstrations across England and Wales as they strike over pay. But the UK Prime Minister's criticised them for walking out, insisting young people deserve to be in classrooms. Other groups of workers, including civil servants and train drivers, are also striking today. Flowers have been left outside the home of four-year-old Alice Stones, who was killed in a dog attack in Milton Keynes yesterday, the family pets being put down. And the FBI is carrying out a planned search of the US president's beach house in Delaware, looking for classified documents. It follows the discovery of other official files at another of Joe Biden's homes and a former office. Those are the headlines. I'll be back with more at six o'clock. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Mostly dry this evening and overnight with fresh to strong westerly winds. Rather cloudy but uh, generally dry tomorrow. Fresh locally strong southwest wind and the highest temperature of 11 degrees. Uh, sunsets tomorrow night, 5 o'clock. The milestone is reached. Uh, sunrise tomorrow morning, four minutes past eight. Largely cloudy with the risk of a few spots of light rain on Friday with a moderate to fresh southwest wind. The highest temperature on Friday, 11 degrees. Visit the Manx Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com. Patients at Nobles had to stay in beds in the emergency department due to the capacity issues at the hospital. Mangska says it's been working to create bed space on inpatient wards. Sean Cowper reports. The healthcare board says Nobles has been operating at Opal 4 today, the most severe rating for operational pressure at a hospital. 
Manxcare says this status is due to a lack of admitting capacity, which meant a number of patients had to spend last night on hospital beds in single rooms in the emergency department. In a statement, Manx Care confirmed work is ongoing to create room on inpatient wards so those needing to stay at the hospital can be admitted. It goes on to say that due to the current pressures in ED, members of the public are being asked to seek other options for medical treatment or advice, such as pharmacies or the minor injuries unit in Ramsey, if possible. But those who do require urgent or emergency treatment at Nobles should continue to attend ED as needed and will be treated in order of clinical priority. A full list of the healthcare options available can be found at gov.im forward slash signposting. The cost of living in the Isle of Man is 36% cheaper than London. That's according to the online comparison site Expatisan, which produces data from cities around the world. Simon Richardson has more. The website collates its information from prices submitted by members of the public for everything from property rentals to food items, electricals and leisure activities. Expatistan says its data gives a reliable comparison but isn't bulletproof. The only category in which the Isle of Man comes out more expensive is the cost of clothing, which is said to be 13% dearer here than in London. Expatistan calculates the average cost of living per month for a family of four in the Isle of Man to be £3,274. For a single person, the figure is £1,732. Expatistan's international comparisons are made from 3.6 million prices submitted by 416,000 members of the public in 229 countries. And if you're looking for somewhere with a cost of living roughly the same as Douglas, the closest would be the Maltese city of Valletta. If you fancy a trip somewhere light on the wallet, it might be worth considering Cape Town in South Africa, where the cost of living is around 65% cheaper than here. Now then, where's my... If you have a news story for Manx Radio to investigate and report, email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682-631 any time of day or night. Is it time to scrap school uniforms? Government has released a consultation looking into issues including cost and accessibility surrounding secondary school uniforms. Education Minister Julie Edge says it's important for the department to guide schools in the right direction. It's to ensure that we've got a range of views from all people, all of the stakeholders, so you know you've got head teachers, parents, carers, suppliers, so that we can have a better understanding of the concerns. Um, obviously it was a hot topic um, during the cost of living crisis and students going back to school in September, so we want to make sure we're doing it right and listening to all views. We work in collaboration with our schools and what we need to come up with is guidance that's fair and affordable to all of our families who, who access our schools and um, that's where certainly the department's role will be. We'll put guidance out and we will say this is our recommendations. Certainly I know Member for Arbery and Castletown, Mr Morehouse, um, queried on sports items being expensive. This is what we want to look at to make sure that it's fair and everybody has access to the uniform within our schools going forward and that it's appropriate for the education of our children and the the ethos of individual schools needs to be retained and that's decided by head teachers. Can, can I just 
pun slightly, it wouldn't be better if there was a uniform uniform policy. All the schools got their uniforms from the same place and just had different badges on. Um, certainly, that's you know we we need to make sure that a uniform. The moment is accessible. they go different places, do they? So, so so there's certainly numerous suppliers, and you know s some people will, will buy. You know, as you know, we've got high street suppliers as well as. Um, people that just specialise in uniforms. So we need to make sure it's accessible and there's a way that every child can be in school in a uniform for that school at an affordable cost. The consultation runs until the middle of February. Opinion among students themselves appeared to be mixed. We're in sixth form, so... So, in sixth form, do you have to wear uniforms? No. Just like office wear. Just like just office. smart office. Looking smart's important if you're a student at a school. Yeah, yeah. it sets you up for the future when you have to work in like offices and everything. And you have to, you know, wear a uniform with yeah. your job. You're in uniform, you're from obviously Balakameen. What do you think about it? Do you mind wearing it? No, it's good. Why? To have the stress of finding your own clothes yeah. in the morning. Because, like, it shows how smart you are. Uh, I like it. I think it's very official. Official? Yeah. Obviously, if you had the chance not to wear a uniform, would you take it? Uh, probably. But only on occasions. Yeah, what sort of occasions? It's like at the end of term, when yeah. they have like that sort of days. Yeah. So you had a sort of yeah. dress down day, you could, yeah. you'd like wearing that. Yeah. But generally you don't mind wearing uniform. Yeah, because it reflects uh, how our workplace is. When you get up to uh, come to school in the morning, do you think about what you're going to dress in? Or are you, are you sort of competing with other people to look better, etc.? Depends on the day, to be honest. Yeah. So how you feel in the morning? Yeah. So you just get up and think, I'll wear this or I'll I'm wear that. I'm not really that. bothered at this yeah. age. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I don't really care. If it was in like year eight, then you'd be a lot more bothered. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, feel I, like, sometimes yeah. I literally wear like my scruffiest clothes ever. <laughs> <laughs> like on dress down days, like you go down the school, you had to. Yeah. Like, you felt like, like you had to. Best outfit. Yeah. Best outfit. Now but, it's like a break. But now yeah. you don't mind if you look a bit no. rough. You're listening to the Isle of Man's quintessential daily news and current affairs roundup. Update on Manx Radio. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Uh, so, as per usual, Ben McCree left Haysham this afternoon at uh, six minutes past two and should be in Douglas Harbour in about 15 minutes' time at five minutes away from six. Out again tonight at 7.45. Heading to Haysham, should be in Haysham Harbour at uh, half past 11. Uh, the overnight sailing, as per usual, 2.15. Uh, should be back into Douglas Harbour tomorrow morning at six. And then a turnaround, 8.45, back off to Haysham tomorrow morning. Uh, for more information, head to manxradio.com, click on to news, then click on to travel. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. Patients in a Balasala medical centre are being urged to stay put and not look to move GPs just yet. It's as the practice is set to hand back its contract to Manx Care in July. Signs of pressure on the site have been seen already this year, with the practice removing 700 patients from its register in January. Arbury Castletown and Malou MHK Tim Glover says there will be many concerned people in the south. There is no need at all to uh, seek uh, to go elsewhere. The only change now is that uh, Balasella Medical Centre will not now accept any new patients. You say no need to go elsewhere, but I'm sure, like you say, many patients will be considering just that and and not wanting to risk waiting six months to see if their GP is, is still in existence. And I understand that, but uh, uh, the, the, the message really is let's 
let the due process uh, run its course. Uh, let's hope we do get a positive outcome and we'll certainly be uh, holding the health minister and uh, the CEO, Theresa Cope of Manx Cares, uh, feet to the fire on this because it is needed because Castletown is a similar sized uh, practice to uh, Balasala and is pretty much full and uh, the sudden group practice has just taken on um, a lot of patients uh, that were released from Balasala because they were outside the catchment area. That's around uh, 700 or so if I, uh, I've got my figures correct on that. And we know they're under pressure as well. Uh, an example of that was uh, they uh, objected to a care home that's being built uh, in Port Aram because they said their practice is already under severe pressures. So there is no need to move from the Balasella Medical Centre. Uh, we now need to really focus in uh, and uh, try and get a solution that is going to be workable and maintain that medical centre in Balasella. Manx Radio Business Briefing. The chief executive of BP plans to dial back a push into renewable energy after disappointment with the financial returns it has so far generated, according to reports. Bernard Looney is said to have told colleagues he is disappointed with the outcome so far from the company's push into areas such as wind and plans to narrow its focus. He is also said to believe that BP needs to do more to convince shareholders that it's focused on maximising profits and will place less emphasis on so-called ESG commitments. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets close lower, with investors keeping a close eye on the US Federal Reserve next monetary policy decision later today. US stocks were lower at the open as traders awaited the latest monetary policy decision from the Federal Reserve. And oil prices ticked down as the market looks towards a meeting of OPEC as its allies, as well as the Federal Reserve uh, rate decision and US government data on crude and fuel stockpiles. Uh, stockpiles on Wednesday. The prices now uh, at the close, FTSE 100 was down 0.14% at 7761. The DAX was up 0.35% at uh, 15180. At uh, quarter past five, Dow Jones closed down 0.9% at uh, 33774. S&P 500 also down 0.46% at 4057. The Nasdaq down 0.29% at 11550. And the exchange rates uh, pound will get you one. $1.23 and it will get you 1.127 euros and in commodities gold was down 0.29% at $1,922 and Brent crude oil also down 3.38% at $82.57 The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946 but his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority.
A leisure centre which is being built in Braddon is due to be completed in August. Construction got underway in June 2021 and was originally scheduled to complete in December 2022. Local democracy reporter Emma Draper spoke to the chair of Braddon Commissioners, Andrew Jessup. It's uh, coming together quite well now. Um, obviously there's still delays in uh, progress, but uh, we would seem to have sort of surmounted many of the more difficult uh, issues so hopefully from now on with uh, good weather etc we'll perhaps hopefully catch up on some of the earlier delays and is there an, an anticipated like opening time opening sort of month well we're hopeful for july but it might be august when it's uh, opened but a lot of it depends very much on the weather and, and whether there's again any any more crises in the sort of supply chains or, or labor market how much benefit do you think this will bring to residents of Braddon and the wider sort of eastern area and even, you know, the whole island? We still think it's a sort of fairly unique project to the Isle of Man um, and therefore it's going to be, you know, a major benefit both to, to our own residents within Braddon but because it's providing certain facilities that you will not get anywhere else on the island um, then, yes, it's going to have benefits for sports clubs and community groups throughout the Isle of Man. Particularly for, for badminton, we've gone for, you know, it's a 9.1 metre internal height, which enables things up to probably Commonwealth Games standard to be played. You know, you wouldn't necessarily get sort of World Championships or the Olympics there, but uh, certainly for, for most sort of events like Inter-Island Games, etc., this will be, you know, a perfect uh, um, venue for that. Tell us your opinion on the news. Email update at manxradio.com or text 166-177. Manx Radio Sport. And here with your update sport this evening is Manx Radio Sport editor Rob Pritchard. Fast am I, Rob. Fast am I. Good evening. Starting tonight with motorsport and a racing team run by a 10-time TT winner has announced who'll ride for the outfit in the 2023 season. Team ILR, owned and managed by Ian Locker, will have eight riders competing on several fronts throughout the latest campaign, the majority of which will take part in this year's TT and or the Manx Grand Prix. Among the riders to represent the team on Ireland later this year are 2022 Irish Road Race champion Mike Sweeney and the experienced figures of Stefano Bonetti and Masayuki Yamanaka. 2022 Junior MGP winner Francesco Caringo will also be involved, as well as fellow Italian Maurizio Botolico and Spaniard Victor Lopez, both of whom competed in last year's Senior MGP. There's also a place for Manxman Joe Yardsley, who put in some eye-catching displays in last year's pre-TT Classic Road Races and Southern 100 on the Blown course. He'll race at Scarborough in April before returning to the Southern 100 and Manx Grand Prix later in 2023. Turning now to athletics, and there are more calls again to find more officials to make sure events can go ahead on Ireland each week. Isle of Man Athletics is hoping volunteers can come forward to help out across the season, with current officials said to be overstretched due to there not being enough qualified personnel as it stands. Details of how to train to become an athletics official locally and who to contact have been made available on the Isle of Man Athletics social media channels. Meanwhile, the latest local athletics event is the fourth instalment of the Peel Trail Race, taking place this Sunday, the 5th of February. It takes place on the same weekend as the separate British University Cross Country Championships, being held at Pembury Country Park in Wales the day before. And finally, in football, the first fixture of the Isle of Man's FA Youth Cup is set to take place this evening. Colby, who are currently sitting second from bottom in the under-18s league, face a tough task up against Laxey A, who, in comparison, sit third in the league and nine points better off. Tonight's match gets underway at 6.15pm. 
Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Uh, police aren't reporting uh, anything on the roads at uh, present. Um, down at the airport, the departures uh, later. Uh, the six o'clock flight to Liverpool is showing us on time. And the EasyJet to Gatwick at uh, eight o'clock uh, tonight is also on time. Uh, Gatwick flight showing on time inbound. Uh, that's at 7.30 tonight. And also the Liverpool flight uh, inbound at uh, five minutes uh, away from eight. Uh, on the roadworks uh, around the capital, uh, narrow lanes at the temporary pedestrian crossing Victoria Street continues for some time. Uh, also, Princess Road closed for the patching work to continue. Douglas Avenue closed each day between 9 and 4.30 uh, for gas repairs to continue. Heading south, Port Erin, temporary lights on the Bradder Road, 24 hours a day. Uh, that's for uh, fixing the retaining wall. Temporary lights on the upper promenade uh, for resurfacing that till the 17th of February. Also in Balabag on the main road near Arbury Parish Hall for work on that zebra crossing. And in the north, uh, Bolds Ryan heading north. Temporary lights on the Bolds Ryan Road, 24 hours a day for cable lane. Uh, Bolds Ryan Road, in case you don't know it, is the small road takes you from the main road up to the Conrennie Road. Also in Solby, temporary lights on the Sulby Glen Road near the Claddocks for drainage work. And finally, Jerby, uh, the coast road between Jerby and the Len, 24 hours a day for resurfacing. If you want any more information on the works mentioned, go to manxradio.com, click on to news, then click on to travel. Massimo Tyres, budget tyres priced to keep your vehicle safe and legal. Only available at... Now more than 40% of calls to three of the island's GP practices go unanswered. Figures for six surgeries that use a call monitoring system have been published by the Health Minister. Rhianne Evans reports. Ramsey Group practice had the highest percentage of calls going unanswered, with almost 45% of the 75,000 calls made between June and December last year being abandoned by the caller before they were answered. Southern Group practice had a similar percentage unanswered, with 44.7% of of callers not getting to speak to the surgery. Patients in the South also face the longest wait, with an average wait time between 2 minutes 20 seconds and 6 minutes 28 seconds. Of the six practices that record such data, Laxey Group practice performed best, with less than one in five calls going unanswered. Palatine answered just under 60% of the 59,000 calls placed over the seven-month period, while just over two-thirds connected at Village Walk in Onken. In response to the Timbald question from Douglas North MHK and former Health Minister David Ashford, Laurie Hooper said work is ongoing to improve the experience for patients calling their GP. The DHSC also says all GP practices offer online services through patient access for patients to manage appointments and repeat prescriptions. To comment on the update news agenda, call Manx Radio anytime on 682 631 or email update at manxradio.com. A new type of bingo game will be launched on the Isle of Man later this month. Bear Vane Bingo, which is Manx Gaelic for long life, is being showcased at government's February event at the NSC today. Jilly Street is the person responsible for it. We've got 90 different items on these bingo sheets and every single one of them has been researched by very credible scientists, uh, including the World Health Organization, The Lancet, which is a very, very highly regarded medical journal, to help people live younger, longer. And specifically, we're looking at things that prevent dementia, prevent depression, prevent diabetes, and other 
debilitating diseases that are a result of choices that we make or lifestyles that we lead. We can't change our genes. We can't change our age. But when we play Bay of Anne Bingo, we won't even notice that we are absorbing knowledge from the latest scientific research because it's a fun bingo game and anyone out there who plays bingo, uh, you know, you're trying to get a line. But while you're looking at your sheets and looking at the images and seeing whether it's on your sheet and getting excited because you're getting close to a line, you only need one more. While you're playing, you're just absorbing this knowledge without even realising it. The game is launching at the Douglas Legion on Thursday, 7th of Feb at 12 noon. And finally, there are hopes the sport of powerlifting could be taken to the next level on the Isle of Man in 2023. Manx Powerlifting held its first ever AGM last month. Club member Joe Corr explains how it went and what they're hoping to achieve over the next year. It was great. Everyone had really good motions that they brought forward to discuss um, for going forward. We've had a lot of roles selected, so we've got people who can help out more and get more involved in what's going on with the competitions and the sport, which is great. Just what are some of the things that have been discussed in terms of bringing Manx powerlifting to the next level? Looking to the future, we really want to get Manx powerlifting as a recognised sport on the island, so we're currently gathering information for that um, to bring that to Isle of Man sport. And then from there, it's just getting more exposure and growing the sport on the island. When you say getting it known as a recognised sport, do you mean that in terms of maybe having powerlifting athletes eligible for, like, say, grants? in future or getting you into certain competitions what are the benefits of becoming a recognized sport yeah well currently um powerlifting isn't a recognized sport on the island so to have us recognized it will help with grants maybe funding and just more exposure and get us out there just like any other sport in terms of the facilities available on the isle of man to powerlifters um, how good are they would you say at the moment are there any things that you know the isle of man could add in future to improve the setup for powerlifters i think at the moment we've got very good facilities we've got two gyms that we've got access to to train for powerlifting both have equipment for us to train competition bars competition plates which help us train for the competitions. What have you got possibly lined up in 2023 for we could see the Manx powerlifters involved in in the coming weeks and months? We've got two competitions in the lineup at the moment. We've got one um, Easter Sunday, so 9th of April, and then we've also got one coming up in September as well. And hopefully we might see more throughout the year as well. That's it for update compiled by the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Lewis Foster and producer Rianne Evans. After the news at six, spotlight with Howard Kane. We hear about preparations for this year's Young Farmers concert. Also catching up with Anne Clark, one of the organisers from the Guild. Chris Kinley here at six thirty with greatest hits. The Opera Hour with Ernie Thorne at nine. After hours with Rianne Evans at ten. Whatever you do tonight, keep well, stay safe. Hello, I'm Andy Winch. You know, on Melon Line, you hear all shades of opinion. Oh, don't say that. That will offend somebody. Start looking at proper civil disobedience. I would choose not to swim at Peel or Fenella. Would you sign a contract without reading it? There was young children on that flight. Ultimately, pure 100% hydrogen will get us zero carbon. Hello, Andy. Just a comment. Tomorrow at midday on Smart Speaker, on air, online, on Manx Radio. How would you like to be remembered? How about on the fabulous historic landmark at Queen's Pier in Ramsey? 
A lasting legacy donation would allow the Queen's Pier Restoration Trust to continue and complete the project of restoring Ramsey's historic pier and to make it available to the public once again. To find out how you can leave a legacy donation, contact us by emailing qprt at manx.net or call Graham on 35104. This audio has been kindly sponsored by Paul Carey and Sons. It's time to prepare for winter at Pasco's of Tremode, where you'll find a toasty range of winter electricals, including tumble dryers, heaters and electric blankets. Pasco's of Tremode is open Monday to Friday and all day on Saturday. And for helpful, friendly advice and superb customer service, call 676066. Stay cool, keep warm, with great deals on winter electricals at Pasco's of Tremode, the island's premier electrical appliance retailer. Keyside Tires and Service Centre are pleased to announce their expansion with the island's only brand new solely dedicated service centre for electric and hybrid vehicles, kitted out to the latest EVRA regulations. Book your vehicle in for a full service or an annual check with our fully qualified City and Guilds technicians. Enjoy an electric car experience and book an electric courtesy car, available while any vehicle is being serviced. The future is electric. The future is... Office World at Spring Valley Industrial Estate is home to the island's largest stockist of both office and home office furniture. With ergonomic sit-stand workstations and posture seating solutions, extensive ranges of both general and home office desking and seating, and a huge range of complimentary desktop accessories. Many popular items held in stock on island for speedy delivery or collection. Office World Spring Valley, open 9 till 5.30 Monday to Friday. Office World! Castle Carpets in Peel, the carpet and vinyl specialists. Every colour and every style to suit your needs. With up to 20% off Abingdon stain-free carpets, call 842-480. Join me, Dr. Frederick Frankenstein, as I head to Transylvania and find myself continuing my grandfather's work with Igor and Inga, of course. The Douglas Choral Union presents Young Frankenstein the Musical at the Gaiety Theatre from the 10th to the 18th February. Based on Mel Brooks's classic cult parody movie, it's scientifically proven to be a monstrously good night out. Book tickets at villagaiety.com, sponsored by DQ Advocates and supported by the Nation Station, Manx Radio. Cathedral City Toasties, cheesy cottage pie and lasagna. More exclusive frozen brands. No defrost, no prep, no waste. Exclusively at ShopRite Douglas. 